Welcome to the C Spot with your host, Selena. So guys, this is another episode dropping this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. I still owe you one more episode, but this episode is going to be all about my LGBTQ community. Okay, so what are we talking about? Well, I thought I can talk about how it all started, when it all started, because, listen, this is not something that just started. This has been going on for decades, and finding out so much about it is actually very, very interesting, and to find out where it all started, how it all started, where is it coming from, um, and reading what people went through to get their voices heard was very very inspiring now i use this word in quotations and lightly that now the lgbtq community is getting more normalized but it's still not accepted by a lot of people which hoping one day that all changes um but i love my community i love every single person doesn't matter your color doesn't matter what you believe in anything i just love people and i want you to know that you will always be accepted and my door is always open i have The reason why I say that is actually because I have dealt with some friends who got their backs turned or didn't have any family members that wanted to be a part of their journey or support them. And it's sad. You know, it really, it's really sad. So I am here if you need that hug or that love. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of the history of Pride Month and what it has to do with, how it all started, where it all started, and then I'm going to give you some fun facts. Um, So I hope you enjoy this episode. It may be a quick one. I don't know. Who knows how long my episodes go. I just go until I have nothing else to say. All right, so it is Pride Month, so I'd love to start off by saying Happy Pride Month, everyone, and as one of my friends chants very loudly whenever we go out we're here we're queer and get used to it so my first pride parade actually was a few years ago in new york and it was i actually walked in the parade and it was the most amazing thing i've ever been to i loved it i enjoyed it it was just It was just, everyone was so happy and full of life and loving and everyone loved each other. And it's just something that, I don't know, I feel like everyone should experience at least once in their life. And it was a lot of fun. There was a lot to do. It was was really, really cool. So, Pride started in about a very, very long time ago. It actually started in... 1969 in june hence why we are in pride month now this all started way back when because 
there was something that a lot of people may know of called the Stonewall Inn um, on Christopher Street in West Village. So they called it at that time Gay Liberation. And the bars would always get raided and shut down because the cops would go in and they wouldn't have proper liquor licenses and they would not issue liquid liquor excuse me liquor licenses to anyone in the lgbtq community which i find absolutely sad um but again in those times it was way harder than what we're facing um now so I read all this and it really it hit because it's super sad what some people had to go through and what they face. So, June 27th in 1969 was the first time in history that the LGBTQ community stood up for themselves. And during this time, there ended up breaking out into a huge riot and they danced in front of police officers they did high kicks people got hit fire bombs got thrown things got chanted it was just very 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 emotional time very abusive time and what a lot of people don't know is that 200 patrons took in on this and a little over 13 were arrested now, for over six days, this whole riot, Rockette-style kick lines, all of that t- took place for six days straight, okay? Now, bottles were thrown, windows were broken, cobblestones were thrown, angry police officers, frightened police officers... Anything you can name it happened. You know, you hear them chanting, liberate the bar. We're, we are the Pink Panthers. We shall overcome in camp fashion, all being said, and a drag queen hitting a police officer in the head with her purse. Now, that had taken place because they were not allowed to voice their opinion, voice their rights, share what they wanted, make everyone feel safe and love. That just wasn't appropriate back then. It was looked upon and it was shamed. And I find it very sad because till this day, we are still dealing with people who are not accepting of this or People who aren't ready to come out yet. And you know what? If you're not ready to come out yet, it's fine. You come out when you want to and know that there are people who will love you. And there are going to be people who will judge you. But at the end of the day, you're doing this for you. And that's all that matters. So. The Stonewall became a home to the LGBTQ community. And when it was raided, they fought for it. And that, the fact that they did that, they had nothing to lose other than the most tolerant and broad-minded gay place in town. And this is why the Stonewall riots had begun and led spearheaded by the queens. 
The anger of the swelling crowd soon gave way to an empowering rally, which was then commemorated a year later with the march in another rally. And every year since, with other anniversary events popping up in cities and towns across the country and the world, mostly happening in June. Although the Stonewall itself remained closed until 1990 and struggled for a few years, it was renovated in 2007 and is now comprised of two buildings, becoming the first LGBTQ site in the country to be listed on the National Registrar of Historical Places in 1999 and being named a National Historic Landmark in 2000. Which means, since it is a natural historic landmark, this place can never be knocked down. And that history will remain there forever. Then in 2016, President Barack Obama declared the bar in the surrounding area of Christopher Street Park, the Stonewall National Monument, creating the first National Park Service segment dedicated to the gay rights movement. The Stonewall Uprising is considered by many to be the catalyst that launched the modern LGBT civil rights movement, President Obama wrote in a proclamation. From this place in time, building on the work of many before the nation started the march not yet finished towards security, equality, and respect for the LGBT people. Now, the Stonewall does remain a powerful place for demonstration today. It's the town square that crowds the LGBTQ New Yorkers of instinctively drawn to whenever big news happens. Whether good, the Supreme Court's in 2015 decision to make marriage equality the law of the land, for example, or bad, as the horrific Pulse nightclub massacre of the following year after which crowds gathered to hold each other up by a candlelight visual. As for the NYC march, not a parade, stress its organizers, the Heritage of Pride producers of the event since 1984, who are determined to keep its political roots intact. It continues hundreds of thousands strong every year on the last Sunday in June. Its final stretch passing by the stone wall and the jubilant crowds roar. Separate identity-based breakouts events have become established civil rights actions too. Namely, the independently run Dyke March, this writer's favorite pride event. Now, happening every Saturday before the Sunday March, the sister event in the cities, including Philly, San Francisco, and Chicago, and the Trans Rights March, happening in cities from Seattle to D.C. In 2019, New York will be the site of World Pride, a biannual blowout from the organization Inner Pride. Past events have been over the streets in Rome, Jerusalem, London, and Madrid, also Toronto. More people seem to flock to alternative events, Feeling that the main pride marches now infiltrated will endless streams of corporate sponsored floats have become too commercial and soulless. It's something that gay historian Martin Duberman warned people against in 2017. Now they feel that, you know, all these corporations are coming in to represent 
their business through pride and they're not taking in what it really means to them and how much pride month is important to them you know i think the march this year needs to be above all political okay and and people people want it to represent more anger because trump has said no Trump isn't isn't a friend of the LGBTQ community. And gay people need to make it clear that we regard ourselves as part of the Renaissance. And it isn't clear now. Now, what people are trying to say when I read this, and I I read it over and over again, they they want their voices to be heard. They don't want to sit back and let people come in and take over what they fought for for decades and what they're still fighting for today. It's not fair that someone's coming in and trying to end something that means so much to them. Now, I may have listeners who may not agree with this or who might find this episode offensive or disrespectful, and I'm sorry, but I have family, I have friends, I have close people in my life who are part of this community and I love and support them and I will always love and support them. So I actually wanted to give you some fun facts about uh, Pride Month that I actually didn't know about and tell you a little bit. Uh, what it means and what it's all about so like I said my first pride parade was a couple years ago and I enjoyed every minute of it um it actually influenced me to want to go to other ones and then I found out they're all around the world which kind of sounds dumb on my part but I actually didn't know was a thing so when I found out they're all around the world I started looking at them and oh my gosh (laughs) they go all out but I'm going to give you 10 facts that you didn't know about pride so there's so much more to pride than parades the pride parades and the week of events leading up to them that we know today have a rich and often untold history from the creation and meaning of the rainbow flag to the modern day acknowledgement of the LGBT Pride Month from political leaders. So let's get started. Number one, the event that inspired the Pride Parade we know now as the march to commemorate the Stonewall Riots. So just like what I told you guys before, it all started in 1969 and People wanted their voices to be heard. Say it clear, say it loud. Gay is good, gay is proud. And at 1973 March, the transgender activist Sylvia Rivera called out transphobia in an epic speech proving that transgender people have been a part of the community and activism forever. Their voices just were not heard. This was long before anyone had heard of a gay pride march back then. It took a new sense of audacity and courage to take the giant step into the streets of Midtown Manhattan. 
There were no floats, no music, no boys in briefs. The cops turned their backs on us to convey their disdain, their disgust. But the masses of people kept carrying signs and banners, chanting and waving to surprise onlookers. The mother of pride, number two, was a bisexual woman. So Brenda Howard, a bisexual woman and a lifelong, excuse me, activist, was known as the mother of pride for her work in organizing the Christopher Street Liberation Day March. Howard was also credited with laying the foundation for the week-long celebrations of pride leading up to the modern-day pride parades. She also co-founded the New York Bisexual Network in 1988. Number three, every color of the rainbow flag means something. Have you ever wondered what the rainbow gay pride flag flown at pride parades mean? The original flag few at the Gay Freedom Day Parade in San Francisco in 1978 and was designed by Gilbert Baker. 30 volunteers hand-dyed and stitched the first two flags for the Gay Pride Parade. Baker assigned different meanings to each color. Hot pink represents sexuality. Red represents life. Orange represents healing. Yellow represents sunlight. Green represents nature. Turquoise represents um, excuse me, Torquoise represents magic and art, indigo represents serenity and harmony, violet represents spirits. Stripes were eventually dropped from the design for mass production, resulting in the six-stripe flag that's popular today. Number four, for a period of time, the world's largest flag was super gay. For the 25th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots in 1994, Gilbert Baker was commissioned to make the world's largest rainbow flag. The flag used the six-stripe design that's popular today and measured 30 feet wide. The Guinness Book of World Records confirmed it as the largest flag in the world, but it has since lost the title. Baker had made another giant rainbow flag in 2003 that stretched a mile and a quarter across Key West, Florida. Number five, you heard me speak about this a little bit earlier, so I'll go into a little bit of detail now. The first Dyke March wasn't until 1993. While the first U.S. Pride event can be tracked back to 1969, the first Dyke March did not happen for 24 years more. Dyke marches, which usually happen on the eve of pride parades, were first organized by an activist group, the Lesbian Avengers. Frustrated by lesbian invisibility, the Lesbian Avengers organized direct action protest on April 24, 1993, the evening before the LGBT pride march on Washington, D.C., 20,000 women marched to the White House where a dozen lesbian Avengers ate fire. Number six, Pride wasn't always called Pride. Pride parades weren't always called Pride parades. When early Pride events started, they were more militant and were more often referred to as marches. Gay liberation or gay freedom were more common names for those marches as slowly decreasing in 1980s and 1990s, events moved towards a parade structure in the pride language. 
Number seven, Pride Month has only been acknowledged by two U.S. presidents. While LGBT people have been claiming June as Pride Month for decades, only two U.S. presidents, excuse me, have officially acknowledged June as LGBT Pride Month. President Bill Clinton was the first to recognize Pride Month in 1999. George W. Bush, surprised, never issued proclamation commemorating Pride Month. Barack Obama has issued an official proclamation declaring June Pride Month since 2009. In 2015, he stated in his proclamation, all people deserve to live with dignity and respect free from fear and violence, and protected against discrimination, regardless of gender identity or sexual orientation. During lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender transgender Pride Month, we celebrate the proud legacy LGBT individuals have woven into the fabric of our nation. We honor those who have fought to perfect our union, and we continue our work to build a society where every child grows up knowing that their country supports them, is proud of them, and has a place for them exactly as they are. Number eight, the Pentagon has an LGBT pride event. Just don't expect floaters or any celebrity appearances at the Pentagon's pride event. The Pentagon's first pride event was held in 2012. Gay members of the military talked about their appeal of don't ask, don't tell, and the importance of being able to discuss their families and loved ones with fellow servicemen and women. And this is something that was truly frowned upon and is still frowned upon. It doesn't matter who you are or what your race is or what you identify as. To me, if you decide to step up and protect our country, I thank you. Number nine, the largest pride parade is in the world is in Sao Paulo, Brazil. So, that started with a humble 2,000 attendees in 1997, but has since grown to millions. In 2006, the Guinness Book of World Records named Sao Paulo Parade the largest gay pride celebration in the world with 2.5 million attendees. They haven't lost that title since. Other major parades aren't too far far behind with New York at roughly 2 million participants and San Fran with 1.7. And last but not least, number 10. Companies drop a lot of dough on Pride events. At some point, you may have wondered if you were at Pride, at a Pride parade, or an absolute vodka parade. With rising LGBT acceptance and a lot of LGBT dollars at stake, companies are less afraid to cater to the LGBT consumers. Some of the largest corporate sponsors are Wells Fargo, Macy's, TD Bank, who spends approximately $1 million annually on parades. For many parade organizers, corporate sponsorship means they can continue hosting a massive free week-long festival Some former Pride participants have started organizing their own events as an alternative to corporate-sponsored parades. And the reason why they do that is because, again, like I said before, they want it to be a celebration, not feel like all these corps are coming in trying to tell them what to do, take over what they do, or trying to get their name out there. 
So this was just a quick little episode for Pride Month. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, and I, I would love for anyone to speak out about it and ask any questions if you have any. And we have one more episode coming in this week. It's either going to come in Friday or Saturday. So keep an eye out for that. And I love you guys. Thank you so much for continuing all your support. I truly appreciate it and love every single one of you. And again, like I said before, when you're ready, if you haven't come out yet, you come out when you're ready. doesn't matter who you are, whether you're trans, whether you're bisexual, whether you're a lesbian, whether you're gay, whatever. You're you and you're beautiful and you make this world a better place. And a lot of people may not see it that way, but that's how I see it. You bring light to this world. You bring everything to this world just as everyone else. And you deserve to have the same rights as everyone else. And with that, I would love to say I love you. And I will always have open arms for hugs. Bye, guys.